welcome to the Mark of a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Fernandez. We're here with our CEO and Chief Storyteller, Doug Keeley. Doug, thanks for being here. Hey, Danielle. Great to be here. In this episode, we're going to be discussing mission, vision, and value stories. Take it away. Well, uh, one of my pet peeves around corporate mission, vision, and values is that um, for the most part, your average employee can't remember them. And I know that's a generalization, and some of you may say, well, my people do. But uh, I test this a lot, especially in our training work. And in fact, the recall on most mission, vision, and values is very limited. So uh, the problem with them is, is their abstractions. So typically, the pattern is the senior team goes away. They think about, OK, here's what we want to stand for. Not cynically, across most organizations, there's not a lot of dissimilarity. So they want it's about customer service, it's about respecting people, integrity, and so on, kind of core values like that. And um, no one has a, a mission that says we want to be the worst company in our industry. Uh, it's all around some level of achievement. But it's just words. It's just words in my world until you put stories to them. So. One great example I had many years ago, I was, I was doing a leadership retreat for, for two days uh, with the top kind of 20 people in a very, very large uh, privately held retailer. And my client was a senior vice president of communications. And uh, before we went away on this retreat, uh, she gave me a call and said, hey, Doug, I just want to make sure that what you're doing with your Markable Leader stories is aligned behind our kind of vision and values. And I said, fantastic. Well, tell me, what are they? And there was a pause at the other end of the phone. And I, and I said, are you there? Hello? And she said, yeah, 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 sorry. I'm just looking for the card that has them on it. And this was the senior vice president of communications and one of the oldest employees in the organization. And I thought, okay, well, if you don't know what they are, how can you possibly expect people working in one of your stores, you know, as a part-time cashier to have any clue what they are? So they're just words until, in my opinion, you put a story to them so that people go, okay, got it. That's what integrity means, or that's what trust or respect or whatever the value is means. What does this have to do with storytelling? Well, as I say, stories make the difference between them being abstractions and being uh, real, memorable, and sticky. So uh, let, me, let me give you an example. So I talked a minute ago about the fact that most organizations have some kind of value around serving their customers. And again, I was away with a, an organization's leadership team a few years ago, and we were doing a, a workshop. And uh, I said, okay, let's spend the next hour to talking about your stories. Let's get the stories out. And I said, give me, you know, your uh, customer service is, a, is one of your values. So give me a couple of customer service stories. And none of them could give me a story. And I was saying, they're saying, come on, you're like, you're the leadership team. You've been through all of it since day one. The CEO and founder was sitting there. And eventually, with some prodding, the CEO said, well, well, this might be a story um, about customer service. Uh, he said, a, a couple of years ago, um, we had been trying to get a lot of business out of one particularly large um, telco in Canada. And he said, we'd never really been able to get any business out of them. And we were a distributor for a very well-known network router or, or 
piece of network infrastructure from Cisco. And uh, I'll call it the 51A. It doesn't matter what it was. And uh, I was sitting at my cottage on a Saturday noon, on Saturday afternoon, in the sun, having a beer, just relaxing. And I got a call on my cell phone from um, an employee at this telco in, on the east coast of Canada who said, uh, I wonder if you can help me out. Um, our whole network is down across uh, large parts of New Brunswick. And what's down is our Cisco 51A routers. And we can't get a hold of our supplier. Um, and I'm, I know that you sell these. Is there any chance you have any of these in stock and might somehow get them to us? And he said, well, sure, let me check. And I got on the phone and I called down to um, the city and I got a hold of one of our sales guys who went into our warehouse and, uh, you know, bundled up a bunch of these and we rented a plane and we flew it to New Brunswick and they had the network back up and running that day. And, and, and I said, you don't think that's a good story? Do you do any business with them now? And he said, oh, yeah, we did like $20 million of business with them last year. I said, but it was all because of that story that you did it. Like you went over the hill for them. And, and, and every salesperson, every possible prospect you pitch should know that story. It should be baked into a new business presentation. And he kind of paused and said, yeah, I guess you're right. That was the reason we got all their business. So again, we help companies dig them out and tell them. It's it's uh, there are every company has great stories. They just for the most part haven't been captured with a few exceptions. So you just touched on it, but how do you exactly help your clients with this? Well, we have a simple process we call uh, capture, craft, share. So first we go and we help them um, capture them, and there's a lot of ways we do that. Then we help craft the story, so we literally will script it with them to get it down so it's succinct, that it has the details we think are important but doesn't have the stuff that gets in the way of it actually being a good story. Typically, as I said uh, earlier, we'll, we'll capture it on video, and that can be a phone video with someone involved in the story telling it firsthand, or it could be a more properly a professionally produced video. And then, uh, and it could also be written, of course, hopefully with pictures, and then we'll uh, help share that story across the organization. How do clients know that they need this? Well, I would put it, if you, if you poll people in an organization and if every employee can't tell you what their company's mission, vision, and values are, then you need to attach some stories to them because they're just the words on the card that the senior vice president was looking for in her drawer that day. How do you engage employees in the process? Ah, good question. So it doesn't work if just the leadership team or the sales team's engaged. Um, we, we believe that it, this is a bottom-up process. So we do uh, a lot of story contests. So we'll set a contest up across an organization, get people to send their stories in. Um, those stories could be aligned around mission, vision, and values. They could be aligned around a specific idea, like someone who went above and beyond or delivered fantastic customer service. Um, whatever the parameters are, we very often will set up a, a submission competition. We'll award prizes, uh, recognize the people who either submitted the story or sometimes people will submit on behalf of a coworker who doesn't want to appear like they're um, being egotistical by telling their own story so someone else will tell it for them. And then, as I said, we capture and share them. How does a company utilize these? Well, uh, it, 
they're all different, but uh, again, simple principle. Um, first of all, new recruits. So it, when someone's coming into an organization, um, we, we, we believe that the better orientation you can give them about the company and what it stands for, um, the faster they'll be assimilated into the organization. And so uh, we, we believe that's, that a company's stories should be a big part of the recruitment process. We think also if you've got good stories, you're going to attract better people because they're going to go, wow, I want to be a part of you know, the organization that did that. FedEx is unbelievable at this. Like They capture all their best customer service stories every year, and they disseminate them across the entire workforce. And I have seen a lot of these stories, and if I was looking for a job, I'd be going, oh my God, I want to work there. Like You guys totally get it. So re the recruitment process, uh, we talk a lot in our training about using stories in the in kind of disciplining something HR might have. If somebody's out, somebody's out of bounds, behaving in a way that they don't think is appropriate, stories can be used very effectively. Uh, and also just as a general barometer for people to judge their behavior, whether they're actually living up to the standards or stories that their organization has set. Do you have a story that you want to tell that uh, relates to Yeah, this? yeah. I thought I would um, I would share with you a story um, from one of our clients, Mars. Uh, you all know the confection and chocolate company. And this story comes from uh, our partners at Anecdote in uh, Australia. And um, and so this is a good, um, good story around putting your values to work. So Mars has five core values, and one of them is the I of mutuality, which is they need to treat their partners, which is grocery stores, retailers, and distributors, and so on, um, with a level of mutual respect. Um, it's not one side wins. It's got to be a win-win for both. So uh, in 1998, uh, Russia's economy basically collapsed. Um, inflation hit something like 84%. Many of the banks closed, and many of Mars's competitors just left the country. And it left many of their distributors in a very, very difficult time because um, every, there was no money, people weren't buying things, they didn't have any cash to buy things. And they were trying to deal with one of their biggest distributors there. So John Mars went over to Russia and sat down with the management team and they said, you know, if this is about mutuality, then we've got to help our distributor here. So they figured out uh, a way to do that and they went to the, the, the customer and said, I'll tell you what, we'll give you the stock, the, the, the product for free and you don't have to pay us until you've been paid by your customers. And so we're going to basically cash flow the whole business for you. And uh, they were the only ones who did this. And the distributor had a ton of other customers who hadn't paid them. So Mars helped them basically stay in business. And as the economy turned around, obviously they had won a tremendous amount of loyalty from that distributor. And uh, so a couple of years, a couple recently uh, in uh, Australia and New Zealand, Mars was having trouble with a large customer who basically told them, if you service this small upstart company, uh, we're going to cancel all our business. And they had an internal meeting and said, what do we do about this? And, and someone told the mutuality story from Russia, and the management team there realized 
you know what, we, we, we work on mutuality. This is, this, what they're asking us to do is not about mutuality. It's totally for them, not for us. So they went back to this customer and said, we won't do it. We're going we're gonna to provide product to, the, to your competitor. And if you don't like that, well, I'm sorry. Then you're going to have to figure that out in business. And the client basically said, you know what, you're right. This, is, this should be about mutuality. They backed off completely. And the whole thing was resolved very nicely. And it was because the story had reminded them what that core value at the business was about. That's a great story. Yeah, cool story. It is, yeah. Thanks to uh, Anecdote and thanks to Mars for that story. (laughs) All right, well, that wraps up uh, this edition of the Mark of a Leader podcast. Thank you very much, Doug. Thanks, Danielle.